Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. It's the Chris and Amy Show. Check it out. St. Louis, Mount City, we are going to have a great day today. Now, Amy Marks scores Chris Ranji on KMOX. Let's take it from the top. Who in the hell is that? What's up? Oh, Amy Marks scores hey. today. She's back from I'm her... Back. Ski trip at Hidden Valley. It's good to see you. <laughs> I know. Man, we were at Hidden Valley for so long. So long. I can't at believe. the Ramada Inn. For six days or something. I can't believe you were there that long, but you're yeah. back. It's mm-hmm. good to see you. Let's do a show. What do you think? Uh, the number, 314-436-7900. Text messages and phone calls go there. Uh, 314-944-1120. Voicemails go there. We're on all the social media platforms at Chris Amy KMOX broadcasting and streaming live on the Odyssey app A-U-D-A-C-Y 98.7 FM 1120 AM of course. Time now for the top of the order. The top three stories everybody will be talking about. Well that drone company just won't go away. Uh, They've been told to leave St. Louis but they're tripling down really. They are calling for backup. And Georgia District Attorney Fonnie Willis, well, it's getting a little scandalous. She's being accused of hiring her boyfriend and paying her unqualified boyfriend, who also seems to be married, to deal with the Trump case, and things are getting sticky. And uh, we want to hear from you today. The most uncomfortable company-wide emails you've ever seen. Maybe you sent one. Maybe you, um, maybe you replied all on accident. Whatever it is, we would like to hear from you. Um, Send us a voicemail or give us a call, 314-944-1120 for those voicemails. Um, I I don't think we can talk exactly about what happened here, but we had a a pretty good one that happened at Odyssey. It was a real barn burner. It was a barn burner. They call it a a barn burner, and we thought maybe you out there in our listening audience have experienced a barn burner yourself. Maybe you sent a barn burner. <laughs> Maybe you're, <laughs> yeah, you know. I would love to know. Thinking about regrets. I had, you know, I had an opportunity and I told you about it uh, years ago. But it ago. wouldn't have been a barn burner. Yours was totally appropriate because you had already been fired. Yeah. And so, and what I did still you had have access to, to these. I had nothing to lose. <laughs> Except for... You need to give a 10-second elevator. Right at the end of the pandemic year 2020, you know, I got the, hey, you know, we got to let you go. Uh, Economy's killing us or whatever. You know, those phone calls. And they told me that I had, um, was it 30 minutes? I think they said you'll have access to your email for 30 minutes. So if there's anything in your emails that you need, go ahead and get it. You know, uh, uh, contacts or whatever. So... I don't know if they sent out the notification email to everybody that I had been let go too early or if it was past the 30 minutes, but an email popped up from the person who runs the place 
And he said, uh, you know, Chris is no longer with the company, uh, blah, 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 blah. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And I had, I was sit, I was in my email and I saw it. And I had this split second where I had typed out, yes, I have questions. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be a reply all. And I thought it would have been really funny. And then at the last moment, I decided, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that. Like, but, you don't want to burn any bridges in this incestuous business? Right, but also, would it have been a, a is bridge? That a, is that a bridge burning? I don't think so. I think it's clever. Honestly, yeah. I think it's something you could have put on your resume. Yeah. Like, look how clever I am. Hire <laughs> me. Well, we talked to, who's the uh, uh, job expert that we talk to sometimes? Is it Lee Richardson? Is that it? Uh, Julie Bauke. Julie Bauke. Okay. And uh, Julie said, yeah, it's probably a good idea that you did not do that. But I thought it would have been harmless. Yeah. And I do think this is a um, this is a weird business. Maybe if you were an accountant, maybe if you worked at Edward Jones or maybe if you worked at a different like uh, if you worked at Purina, maybe (laughs) that's not the best. A little stuffier. A little stuffier. Stuffier at a normal corporate place. Yeah. We have to be extra careful. Radio is ridiculous. I don't know what the heck is going on here but i mean it's a circus i mean it's not like i was soliciting women so that i could give them tickets to events or anything like that it wasn't like that you know i was i was i was just gonna send a really funny and uh uh, to once again prove my charm email to everybody right i mean charm is that's your it's not your only redeeming quality but it's a big one (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear from people on yeah. this. Text hey, us if you have a good one, 314-436-7900. That's if you have a, a great reply all. And if you did it. Oh, man. What were you tell thinking? Tell us, what, what were you thinking? Were you compromised under the influence? Or did yeah. you, in sound mind and body, send a barn burner of an email to the entire company? <laughs> because we would love, love to hear what that was. Well, also, is it a barn burner or is it a bridge burner? Oh, it's both. Yeah, I think it might be both. Yeah, I think it's both. Um, I was using barn burner. It's kind of a hockey term because guess what? I am playing in the Blues Alumni Fantasy Camp, and here's the thing. I am playing hockey for the first time in eight years, and I'll be playing games the next three days. I'm nervous about how badly I'm going to embarrass myself, and my question is if you're not very good to begin with, do you have less to worry about? Because if you at your best is kind of embarrassing, if you haven't played for eight years and then you go play, you don't have as far to fall. No one's going to judge. Who cares? Well, I mean, you don't want to completely embarrass yourself. Nobody cares. You're fine. No one's going to. I hope you get hip checked. I probably will. I probably will throw the hip check. And and break every bone in your body as you're delivering it. (laughs) You know, you're so violent all the time. No, I'm saying. And I was talking about this with people while I was not here about how you're Mr. Violent Wish and Hope. I don't want And how I, Uh, I, because I don't even like saying violent things, the worst I wish on you. It's a hip check. It's hockey. What are you talking about? Gas pains and occasional bloating. Because that's an inconvenience. Well, I'm talking about hockey. Hits are delivered in hockey, Mm -hmm. Amy. Mm hmm. You should expect to be hit in this game tonight. But good luck to you. Well, thank you. So uh, today we're going to talk to <laughs> we're going to talk to Major Garrett, Chief Washington Correspondent for CBS News. As always, plenty to discuss with him. Steve Hackett, 
legendary guitarist. Genesis? And, uh, with Genesis. Remember that band? Do I ever? Uh, we all do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> None of us forgot about it. Matt Pauley. Yeah. We'll join us. We'll talk a little uh, Sparts with him. Kansas City Chiefs have their second playoff game mm-hmm. this weekend. The division round is happening. Of course, that will be broadcast here on KMOX for free. Um, and we're going to uh, we're gonna have a good day today. Yeah, it's I gonna think, be great. I think we're you and I are gonna have a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. I we and here's the thing, folks. If you're working, if you're busy, you need to calm down. You need to put Put your work down. <laughs> Send a reply all. Yeah, no, Send you, a company-wide email. We need you on so many things. We need to hear about your barn burner, bridge burner, company-wide email. Um, we also, uh, Mason Jar was in a predicament on the trip. Okay. And I, I we're going to talk about this predicament. And I'm sure it's a predicament we've all been in before in the car. And I need to know what you guys would have done. And I'll tell you what he did. Oh, this sound like you haven't told me what the story is yet, no. but I can't wait to hear it. We'll we'll yeah. we'll get into it a little bit later. Amy Marks core is back from her vacation number. This is your third for the year, uh, third since the beginning of January. <laughs> so Amy is back. Uh, I am still here. Let's do it. Three one four. Let's let's do it. A show. Let's do a show. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. It's Chris and Amy back together again on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Chris and Amy show on KMOX. Good to have you with us today on this Thursday. We do have uh, Major Garrett joining us after the 1030 news. A little bit of breaking news coming in in the last few minutes, Amy. Mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright, our uh, our guy, Adam Wainwright. And you remember he had done some um, an analysis, some analyst work mm-hmm. for, I believe it was Fox, over the last few years when the Cardinal season was over. He has been hired as a full-time analyst for Fox Baseball. So he's going to do a bunch of games this year. That's really, nice. really cool. Yeah, he's good. I liked him on the on the call. What's, or not the call, but on the broadcast. There are very few individuals mm-hmm. who, um, who played the sports. See, all these guys are really good at baseball. You don't make it to the major leagues unless you're really good at baseball. But not everybody, and in fact, I would say a small percentage of players mm-hmm. are really good at explaining the game. Right. They're good at playing it and good at doing it, but it's it's very difficult to explain to the masses what's going on, why it's going on, and what the thought and processes honestly, are. sometimes the better you are, the more naturally gifted you are, the more naturally the game comes to you, the more difficult it is to describe or to explain to people who don't play yeah. or to people who maybe play at a lower level. And it's it's and very difficult. To make it not sound too in the weeds. Right. Because a lot of it can be jargon that doesn't make sense. I remember um, there's a, uh, a Paul Konerko who mm-hmm. was a really good hitter, like not Hall of Fame caliber, but really, really good hitter, long career. And one time a guy I knew who was a reporter asked him, hey, what was the, it, it was a, a thought process about something to do with hitting. And Paul said in the nicest way possible, he said, 
I could explain this to you, but you're not going to understand it. Yeah. And then he, I think he felt bad, and about a half hour later he came back and said, you know, that sounded rude, and I wasn't trying to be rude. It's just so technical, yeah. and what we do is it's difficult, um, so I can't really make it sound good and, and have people understand it. Yeah, well, and I, and I think— uh, It's a talent to be able to do it. It is. I mean, and that's that goes with really any field or study because I think I learned the most— when it came to you know teaching literature and teaching writing, I learned the most when I had to explain concepts, especially higher level or analytical concepts, to the youngest grades. And unless you can explain it to an eight-year-old, you might not know it as well as you think you do. That challenged me more yeah. than anything. If you and I kind of get a certain concept about a sport or about the business, we we assume, we, we operate from a base level of understanding and move on from there. But to explain that base level of understanding to someone else is much more difficult, It's at, at, whether you're in engineering or whatever your field may be. And you also have to be able to communicate rather concisely and be entertaining and likable. There are a lot of elements yes. that go into it. You have to, you can, because you can be analytical uh, and logical, but if you aren't entertaining, it's not going to work because ultimately it's entertainment. And you would think that pitchers would be really, really good at it. Catchers would be good at it just because they, you know, the, the game plan they have to go through prior to a game just to get ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think that would that would foster an environment for them where they would be able to do the job really well. But they not everybody can. Wainwright was really good in the opportunities he got, and it's really cool to see that he's going to get a whole lot more. All right, I want to touch on this. Speaking of entertainment, because I've been uh, able to use a treadmill again for the first time in a while, and I've got a little TV set up in the garage, and I I feel like a queen in her castle (laughs) in the garage with a treadmill and a TV, and so I've been absorbing uh, an an enormous amount of cable television and watching Fox and CNN and just – Observing more than I've ever uh, watched before. Here's the thing. I don't know if you've been following the Georgia District Attorney Fonnie Willis uh, scandal. So Fonnie Willis is she's the one who brought election interference related charges against Trump. And she was really praised. I mean, Rachel Maddow had a conniption fit by how great she was and how assertive she is. I think it was Time Magazine wrote hagiography story about her. But as it turns out, she was, according to court documents, she had been having an improper, quote, improper or illicit affair with a special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, whom she hired to help prosecute the 2024 GOP frontrunner and Donald Trump. So what happened here is basically she might have potentially delayed the Trump prosecution to ensure that she could hire her boyfriend, who compared to the other prosecutors is way less qualified uh, in this position, and she was paying him way more than the other more qualified prosecutors. The Daily Beast had a story, why we can't just shrug off the Fonnie Willis scandal if the DA prosecuting Trump prolonged an investigation to justify a hefty salary for a romantic partner that is a genuine conflict of interest that would require her dismissal. Not only... Did she pay him more? She was paying him upwards of $100 an hour more than she was paying the other attorneys. And he doesn't have any experience in this type of case. And as I was watching this, and of course, this was being looked at in depth on Fox News, all I could think of was, oh, my gosh, 
The GOP has lost its mind. We don't have a healthy Republican Party. We need a desperately a healthy Democratic Party. And all you have to do is be normal. Just clock in, clock out and don't have a big scandal. Yeah. And this scandal, all it does is one, it's it's it is wrong. It is a huge conflict of interest. It looks corrupt that she's paying hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars to an unqualified lover. Um, That's wrong. But all you have to do is clock in, clock out and do your job because the Republican Party and Trump were bad enough. Why is everybody so perverse? It's like when Kim Gardner was prosecuting Eric Greitens, all she had to do was not lie. Just don't lie. Just take notes right. and don't lie. You, you and had she enough. Messed it. You up. had enough. She had enough. Enough material. You don't Fonnie need to. Willis tell has her to enough. It. And and I agree with you. It, this none of this means she doesn't have a case against Trump because she absolutely appears to have one. But and and I don't think it says anything greater about the party as a whole. But man, I I can't disagree with you on this. Just be on the up and up. It isn't that difficult. So listen, it just it, it isn't. It isn't to make a case against somebody. And to do it um, by the book every step of the mm-hmm. way and leave no possibility. Look, the other side is going to try to find anything to um, try to discredit the case. They'll find anything. Don't give them ammo. Just don't. This isn't difficult. And you're right about this. I don't understand why it's so hard for people to do things by the book. It's crazy. So. Again, according to the Daily Beast, the other two special prosecutors are incredibly qualified. Anna Cross is a former DeKalb County assistant district attorney who handled dozens of felony appeals. Um, The other guy, John Floyd, is considered Georgia's leading expert on state RICO prosecutions and helped draft the law. Combined, they build $116,000. Wade, with almost no qualifications, build almost $700,000 and is dating Fonnie Willis. And by the way, there have been conservative, prominent uh, conservatives who have said that the GBI, the Georgia Bureau investigation, is investigating her. They say they are not. So, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Uh, We've got Major Garrett next on KMOX. Chris and Amy's show on KMOX, and it is Thursday, just after 1030, which means it is time to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Major Garrett is the Chief Washington Correspondent for CBS News, author of The Big Truth, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lie, and the host of two successful podcasts, The Takeout <laughs> and be- The Agent and of Betrayal. And one unsuccessful one. That's not Is true. There a third? No, that's what it sounded like. Two successful oh, the, and the... one moderately successful. No, just that's two, not... two hugely, hugely successful. successful. Uh, the other one is the agent of betrayal, the double life of Robert Hansen, and Major is with us this morning. Good morning, Major. Uh, good morning, and good morning, Amy. Nice to hear your voice <laughs> yeah, again. Right? It's been a while. <laughs> it has. Hey, Major, was that you sledding on Capitol Hill yesterday? No, I was not flooding on Capitol Hill yesterday. <laughs> okay. So I did not know that it was something like 150 years it was outlawed. You couldn't sled down Capitol Hill, but now you can do it again? So I've lived here since 1990, and uh, there are two traditions that I've always been aware of, though not experienced, when there's the first big snowfall. A snowball fight on the National Mall and people sledding down uh, Capitol Hill. And Capitol Police, I think they could technically say no, but they usually uh, look the other way and let kids and let people sled down. I mean, why not? What's the problem? So it's been... 
something that I have seen and witnessed. I'm usually, well, no, not usually, always at work, so I skip that. But um, it happens. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it's fun. It's fun. And trust me. I mean, I mean, look, nothing bad ever happens when people get close to the Capitol, so hey. <laughs> come on now. Right. Come on. And uh, the sledding is not the biggest scandal. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> You're never going to believe what happened in Washington, D.C. Sledding. So you got a snowstorm coming, huh? And things are shut down? So this is interesting. Uh, I have often been amazed at the Washington, D.C. area's terror of snow. (laughs) The lion-hearted capital of the global war on terrorism shuts down with a quarter inch of snow. Mm -hmm. It just does. Everything comes to a grinding halt. Even when the snow doesn't fall, if it's just projected to fall, things start tightening up. So uh, I and and look, when I first moved here in the early 90s, it was worse because there was a mayor of the District of Columbia that some people might remember the name of, Marion Barry, who didn't invest in any of the infrastructure necessary to plow streets. So streets would go unplowed for days upon days upon days. And that was a serious issue. We have the plows now, and everyone's uh, very well dialed in on how to prepare, how to salt, how to plow, and yet still everything shuts down. I was just in Iowa, and that was by far the coldest weather I've ever dealt with in my many, many trips to Iowa for the caucuses dating back to 1996. There was a reason those people in Iowa didn't see any local reporters reporting on the weather outside because it was too dangerous to do it. It was literally 20 or 30 degrees below zero, massively cold, the kind of cold that would not only take your breath away, but felt like you were being punched in the face when you walked outside, massively cold. Here it's like 30. It's balmy. I'm, I'm wearing to go out my shorts. It's so nice by comparison. <laughs> there is, however, there is, however, one good thing that will come from this projected mini little teeny eensy beensy snowstorm. All the members of Congress want to catch their flights tomorrow. So they're going to vote to keep the government open today. So they're afraid of the snow. They don't want to be delayed. Goodness knows having their flight delayed would just be so terrible. Of course, that's what we all deal with, regular people. But anyway, uh, they're going to accelerate their legislative consideration, pass a continuing resolution, keep the government open, and then get out of town. Hmm. Well, um I guess that's finally self-interest working in the people's favor. (laughs) (laughs) Nice translation, Amy. Nice translation. Um, There was also uh, Congress announced uh, a major tax deal to expand child tax credit. It also would resurrect some tax breaks for businesses. This was a bipartisan agreement between the House and the Senate. Is that something that will be voted on? Not this week, but but eventually. But eventually. And. Boy, that was that was sort of a, a surprise in the sense that election years tend not to produce big legislative outcomes. Uh, this was, and oftentimes when there are tax cuts for businesses that need to be extended, it's not really a vehicle for other things that are on the lower end of the economic scale to be added into it, but this one is. It's a nice bipartisan deal. I, it will not be on this week's agenda. It will probably be up for consideration. It, w- it may be altered as it moves to the House and Senate, but it does seem to have a bit of momentum for sure. The Ukraine funding bill, um, mm-hmm. which was agreed upon in the Senate, uh, Speaker Mike Johnson seem, has been indicating that it's probably DOA. What, what will happen there? 
So first of all, the Senate has to put together border policy changes and vote on them and pass them as part of this. And then the House Republicans have to evaluate whether or not that they want to vote for them. That's not the only question. The, the bigger question is, will the House Republican leadership put that bill on the floor? Because if they put it on the floor, it doesn't matter if 60 or 70 or 80 uh, House Republicans vote against it or even 150. Almost all Democrats would vote for it or most Democrats would vote for it. Again, the specificity of these policy changes will matter a great deal because some progressive Democrats certainly don't want the Biden administration to go as far as House Republicans want on changes to asylum or remain in Mexico or any sorts of things that would, from their perspective, over aggressively limit legitimate asylum claims and entries into the United States. So this is a classic example where the fine print really, really matters. And the Senate negotiators on this part of the spending package, which is Ukraine, Israel, Asia Pacific, border, and then border policy, those pieces of fine print have to be analyzed. They have to get to the Senate on a really big vote and then come to the House, and then House Republican leaders would decide whether or not to put it on the floor. If they put it on the floor, there's a chance it could pass. The Biden White House wants this and wants this badly. And trust me, the Biden White House wants money for Ukraine, wants money for Israel, but it wants to be able to say something different about immigration and the crisis at the border than it can say now before the State of the Union first week of March. And so there is an imperative. There is a super big political imperative for the White House to get this done. The politics of navigating that, though, very, very difficult. Uh, the politics also of navigating what's happening near the Suez Canal with Houthi rebels mm-hmm. and also now Iran, the world's largest state sponsor of terror, uh, going at it with Pakistan, which is a complicated nuclear semi-alley of the United States. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine this is something that the Biden administration is watching closely, but also doesn't want to escalate uh, for global safety issues, but also for an election year. For sure. And they're very separate. What's happening between Pakistan and Iran is their separate deal. Uh, Tit for tat retaliation for things that are quite separate from and are not in any way connected to the sort of three layered game of chess. The Iranians are trying to play between the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank and Israel and their Hezbollah allies in Lebanon. Those are completely separate. And. Whatever goes on between Pakistan and Iran, I think the Biden administration is going to keep an eye on, but basically say that's your problem and that's your interest. And we've got so many other things we need to worry about. And starting with the disruption of global shipping through the Red Sea and the Suez Canal by Houthi rebels. There have now been four coalition led by the United States attacks on Houthi arms caches to try to stop them or at least inhibit them from waging these harassing attacks on global shipping. There's a lot of conversation at this at the World Economic Forum in Davos, and I was reading through some of the CEO comments there about this. And they said, you know, what's interesting, and this is the CEOs in the energy sector at the World Economic Forum saying this, there hasn't been a global price spike in oil for a couple of reasons. One, the ability of the United States to supply its own oil and to export it in certain cases, uh, which is a good thing. You would know that if you listen to former President Trump as he keeps saying that Biden is – holding back U.S. energy production, there's now more 
oil production in the United States now under the Biden administration than there was under the Trump administration. It's a hard fact. You can look it up. And that's stabilizing global oil prices. Plus, there is a sense that the disruptions are temporary enough and are not being priced in as permanent that there hasn't been a price adjustment. That's why the U.S. and the coalition is trying to knock back the hooties, because it's been a short-term irritant that they do not want to become a long-term irritant. And this is about the third or the three-layer game of chess the Iranians are doing. They're subsidizing the Houthis to harass global shipping. Why? Why, why, why? To encourage the United States to pressurize Israel to back off in Gaza. That's the Iranian game. And it's the same game they're playing with Hezbollah, firing rockets into Israel, using pressure points that it knows the United States will pay attention to and has other interests involved separate than the alliance with Israel to pressurize Israel to change its military approach in Gaza. That's the whole game, and that's where we are. And it is difficult, and it is combustible, and it is continuing to get hotter, not colder, not only in Gaza, but the West Bank, Lebanon, and the Red Sea. So it is a massively complicated issue. Will you be going to New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. I fly up Saturday, and I will be anchoring our Streaming America Decides coverage all Tuesday evening at the New Hampshire primary. So I will be uh, present, reporting, and anchoring uh, all through the weekend and uh, Tuesday night. And who's on the takeout this week? So his name, his birth name is Joe Cartagena. He's also known as uh, Joey Crack, but he's best known in rap circles as Fat Joe. Yeah. Why would I have Fat Joe on the takeout? Well, because he's you're awesome. He's super interesting. Uh, Grammy-nominated rapper, super well-known well in the 90s, nearly 2000s. He's now part of a large coalition of entertainers and artists who want something that most Americans want, medical price transparency. And he was all over Capitol Hill last week meeting with lawmakers, senators, and House members about this issue. So we talked to Fat Joe about that, his rap career, a lot about Taylor Swift. He's a big fan. I guess aren't we all? Uh and that's on the takeout this weekend. Major Garrett, we look forward to talking to you. Enjoy New Hampshire. And uh, we'll talk again next Thursday. We will. See ya. That is Major Garrett, Chief Washington Correspondent for CBS News. Again, his podcasts are The Takeout and Agent of Betrayal. His book, The uh, Big Truth, uh, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lie. Amy, I don't know about you, I have a signed copy. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I do, too. That's Amy Marks' course. I'm Chris Ranji. Always trying to one-up me, isn't she? On KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? No way. you got to be kidding me. Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? Hey, Ron, did you see uh, we did get a message on our Facebook uh, live oh, stream we, of the yeah, show. Yeah, we stream live on Facebook and YouTube. We you do. You can watch us. Uh, Raymond James hey, Raymond. voiced his opinion when we were talking about the funny Willis case and how she's paying her unqualified boyfriend more than the other prosecutors. Quote, Amy, she is paying him the same amount as the other two she hired. Get the facts straight. Fox never does. Um, well, Raymond, this uh, story that I quoted about her not paying the same rate to her prosecutors and paying her boyfriend Far more uh, than the others. That's from Andrew Fleischman, a 
lawyer at Sessions and Fleischman who wrote the story for the Daily Beast. So thanks for trying. Okay, uh, Ranj, did you see this? Uh, you're a watch guy. Love them. You love watches. I love the old the mechanical, the automatic watches. Yes. And some digital watches I like. Arnold Schwarzenegger is facing criminal tax proceedings after failing to declare a, hold on, I got this, I got this, Audemar Piguet. Audemar Piguet, yeah, Audemars I mean, yeah, yeah, Piguet. yeah. Audemars Piguet. It's a really expensive brand. It's an expensive it's watch. It's one of the uh, uh, Holy Trinity oh, brands. Like with Rolex? No, oh. it's above that. It's, uh, there's, there are three watch brands considered Holy Trinity. It's Audemars Piguet, Vacheron Constantin, and... Timex. Uh, no, not Timex. Oh, God, why can't I think of the other one? Casio. Not Casio. Uh, anyway, keep talking and okay. I'll, I'll get to it. So he arrived. Oh, oh. Uh, P- uh, Patek Philippe. Patek Philippe. They're very Sounds expensive. like a hockey player. And Patek Philippe yeah. with the goal. Okay. Well, he went to Germany and a Munich customs press officer um, reported to CNN that Arnold Schwarzenegger did not declare this product. He was detained for more than two hours. Apparently, he had this Odemar Piguet. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. And was going to potentially, it's his, and he was going to maybe sell it at an auction. It's the declaring that stresses me out. I don't think, would I have thought? Do they ask you if you have anything worth over $2,000? I don't know. Because one I time, never... one time I declared a cliff bar and uh, like, what? yeah, because I was so nervous about not declaring and the customs agents like, why would you declare this? I'm like, I don't know, because there's nuts in it. I don't know. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't you know. You don't have to do that. I wouldn't know what to do with that. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he was held for two hours and now he has to face criminal tax proceedings. Did you see, uh, Amy, that Clayco, mm-hmm. a local construction company, is prohibiting its employees from flying on a Boeing 737 MAX 9s? Yikes. (laughs) Yes. So that's not great. That's not great. Well, we know that the accidents, the the mechanical issues the Boeing 737 MAX 9 has had lately. Clayco says, nope, you're not going on those planes. (laughs) That's That's, smart. Yeah. It's smart. You don't want to get sucked out the door plug. Hey, we're talking to Steve Hackett next. Oh, baby. Guitarist with Genesis. Uh, he's on his own. Man, he's unbelievable. And he joins us next on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 